Bruce Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. There's Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. There's Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. There's Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Crazy for Swayze. I'm your host, Vince Troya, and I'm joined, as always, by our loving co-host, Josh Young. Josh, how are you doing today? Did you listen to last week's episode all the way to the end? I've listened to it a few times. Oh, okay, so you caught your the little the little cute, uh, I don't know, little, little present I left for you. Yeah, about little, being a little beast boy. <laughs> yeah, about being a little beast boy. Yeah, I'm a beast boy, and I don't care who knows it. I'll sing a fucking song about it every goddamn day. The Beast is my favorite TV show. I've been lying this entire time. <laughs> well, I'm glad you liked it. Uh, I liked it too. That was my little joke for the for the week. Well, Josh, you tickled me. You tickled me, and uh, it tickled me so much I didn't want to do any more Swayze. I've decided that for these next few weeks we are going to be entering no Swayze, November, all Swayze adjacents. Josh, I've got some fucking films for you. Okay, I'm ready for some films. And today, we're going to be starting off with the 1992 vampire funfic. Funfic? Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fun fiction. Fun and fictional. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and that's why we've brought in our Buffy and vampire expert, Joe Burke. Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine. I don't know that I'm a vampire expert, but I'm here, and I'm a little drunk, so let's go. You've seen way more vampire movies than I have. Yeah, that's facts. And I'd, I'd, I'd say you probably give Josh a run for his money, too. I know you both are into the, that Supernatural TV show. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, yeah. I like the Lost Boys as well. Oh, sure, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a yeah. great one. So I, I felt like uh, it, it would be more appropriate to pull in a, a vampire expert because, you know, I admittedly just became a vampire fan. Cause like, After watching the John Carpenter film. Well, the John Carpenter film was fucking amazing. I didn't know that existed until like two years ago or something like what? that when we watched it for the first time. Yeah, I want to watch the new one. Uh, oh man, there's a new one out with, I think, Jamie Foxx on, on Netflix. Oh. Where he's like a pool boy. So, okay. Who's a vampire hunter. Okay. That, that's it. Dude. Okay. Uh, it, it's kind of, you know, over the top and silly. It's not It's not serious. Yeah. I, I'll trust you. I haven't heard anything about it. I think I watched the first like 10 minutes and then I fell asleep because that's just how I do. I hate, you know, it's nothing against the, the, the film. Yeah. No, I hear you. We'll have to, we'll have to investigate that a little bit further. Um, but yeah, this Buffy, the vampire slayer movie, I, I've started it. I've never finished it. Okay. And who's our, who's our Swayze adjacents in this film? Dude, we've got a few of them, right? We've got Paul Rubens Mm -hmm. because of his connection in overnight. He was mm-hmm. featured much like Patrick Swayze was in that film for mm-hmm. just a few still shots, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Hilary Swank in her actual first on-screen credit. No way. In this movie. And she was in, uh, what was it, 1114. And we've got our, uh, you know, our heavy hitter, Swayze adjacent, Stephen Root. Ah, yes, Stephen Root. Yeah, he's showing up in this one as uh, one of the vampires, I think. What, what do you think about a name for a podcast called I Am Root? I, you want to watch all the Steven Root stuff? Not necessarily, but I mean. Dude, he's in lots and lots of bullshit. Yeah, I know. He's a character actor. Yeah. That's how you end up in that position. Uh-huh. And that's how you end up on Barry. Come on. <laughs> 
he did that line about it, his stapler, and it really just like cemented him in pop culture. Mm-hmm. We all love Stephen Root now. Yeah. yeah. Joe, how many times have you seen this movie? Oh, probably close to 20 over yeah. the years. You're definitely an expert. Yeah. I mean, it was on HBO, and if you talk to any 90s HBO kid, they have also watched this a gross amount. Yeah, they didn't really have like as much on HBO as they as they do now back then, did they? No, and I had East and West because I had a satellite. So if I oh. wanted to run it back same day, I could. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. See, I never had HBO until I moved into this house. Yeah. Like until like HBO Go became a thing. I think your HBO is the first HBO I've ever had. Yeah, I had it when I was younger, but uh, I don't think I like watched any of the good ones. I never watched The Sopranos. I never watched you Six know. Feet Under. Yeah, no, yeah, Sopranos. Here's the thing. I'm so Jersey that my HBO was off the back of a truck. So we had pre-installed with We had a legal satellite. So like Yeah, I fucked with HBO. Like it was but it was all we had. Like I didn't have fucking Disney Channel. I wasn't an eight year old with the Disney Channel. I was Mm -hmm. the But you could watch the Sopranos. Yeah, with well, no, not yet. That wasn't. In, that was like a couple years after. But oh, yes. yes, of course, of course. I, I guess I don't know how you old you are, so yeah. it just doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Either way, yes. Dude, so yeah, we uh, we. I know. I never saw this. I, or I mean, like I started it, but I never finished it. I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I think I watched it because I liked the television show. Yeah. Right. See, I never even got into the TV show. All the Buffy I've watched has pretty much been with you, Joe. Yeah, that's fair. I mean. The show, I didn't like the show until I was in my 20s because I found out it turned people gay. So then I was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Buffy does turn you gay. That's, yeah. That seems right. Yeah. Is yeah. that, okay, all right, all right. Is that something that we should bring into the Swayze adjacent scale? Oh, it makes you gay. How well, gay it makes you? Well, or no. Just that it makes you gay. We've talked about <laughs> yes this. Yes or no. Like the, it, was, it was a theme in The Matrix, just, you know, like... Oh, yeah. Sexual fluidity Dude, and remember, just, like gender and stuff it. like that. It used to be part of the Swayze scale. If you recall, yeah, but we didn't we didn't like cement it as part of the the, the Swayze adjacent scale. That's true. And I think that you know, judging by the LGB, LGBTQ, uh, the metrics and stuff like that, should be something that we consider for it. You know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Does it make you gay? Does <laughs> it? Yeah. Does it awaken a part of you? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think we yeah. should consider that, man. Um, yeah, I mean, okay, so we don't have a Swayze adjacent scale. We have a Swayze character scale, and we have the standard Swayze scale, Swayze scale. that we apply to other movies. Okay. Just just so you know, because I, I think in the, in the Matrix episode, you made it pretty clear that you don't understand what the Swayze scale, Swayze scale. is. I don't really understand what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but this film, right, was directed by Fran Rubel Kazooie. They only ever only ever did uh, Tokyo Pop in '88. I've never heard of it, but they were the producer on Orgasmo. Honestly, dude, this kind of sounds like a movie that killed people's careers. It's it feels like it, man. Um, I, like it, it wouldn't even strike me as odd that Joss Whedon could have had these people blacklisted. You know, the actress and the director. Yeah. He couldn't keep a show on the air to save his life, though. So yeah. I'm not too worried about his clout. Like yeah. blacklisting folks. Yeah, it's just it's just weird, you know, because like, like I was watching uh, the the some of the special features on the Twin Peaks DVDs. Yeah. And uh, the guy who plays Big Ed, he didn't act for twenty years. He didn't act between uh, Dune and The Return, and 
comic clock and also had trouble finding work after dune dune yeah. almost killed a lot of people's careers and did kill some people's careers i think mov- some movies just do that dude all right considering that like what do you think star wars return of the jedi would have been like if fucking david lynch would have directed it I, we can't even imagine i think there'd be lots of shots of just empty space and like desert yeah and like uh something that emits electricity i think the sequel trilogy would have been completely different hmm. because hmm. I think that the, his return of the Jedi would have been nuts. I mean, who's to say anyone would like it though? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like, that might've killed would, star Wars. It could have killed star Wars. It, it would have. Yeah. 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 I don't it, know. It would have at least uh, killed the idea of like an art auteur director doing star Wars. Oh, a hundred percent. Like Ryan Johnson would have never gotten it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can get behind that. But like, like you were saying, some of the people in this movie, they kind of didn't act a whole bunch or like they kind of had weird things around their credits as well. Right. Okay. Christy Swanson was also in Ferris Bueller. She's going to be playing Buffy, but then she only did like 15 other movies. The only one that I noticed on her thing that I recognized was dude, where's my car? Oh, okay. I wonder if she just made her money and left. (laughs) Donald Sutherland, father of Kiefer Sutherland, you know, he was also in the hunger games. He is one of the vampires or, like, someone higher up that she works with in this, right? Hold on. You qualify Donald Sutherland by Kiefer and not the other way around? Yeah, I guess. I guess I didn't know they were related. It never occurred to me. Wow. That was just making a connection. Yeah. I wasn't trying to, like, classify them that that way. That's wild. But, like, you know, Kiefer Sutherland, I've got on record saying he's who I want to see play Batman. Okay, yeah, that's valid, but Donald Sutherland's a fucking treasure. Anyway, yeah, if he plays her watcher. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, I like I like the one from the TV show, come on. Oh, Giles? Yeah, yeah. Giles. 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 Oh, excuse uh, me. Anthony Head, yeah, he's he, foxy he, as hell, yeah. And he's, he's still Giles. I don't think anyone thinks of him as anything else, and he's no. fine with that. Dude. But Joss Whedon went on record saying that Donald Sutherland was an asshole and super hard to work with on this and, and stuff like that. And how, do you know how many other people have gone on record saying that? That that Joss Whedon is no, no, that, that, that exact that's thing? Donald Sutherland is, and then compared with the number who would say the same about Joss Whedon. It's know. weird because, man, Joss Whedon was like highly revered in male feminist circles uh, for, for, for years. For so long. I mean, until that's like, how I was introduced to him. Until like three years ago, maybe yeah. two years ago, yeah, right? Yeah, because that stupid Wonder Woman script leaked and it was trash and he mm-hmm. revealed himself as being garbage yeah i mean it's 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 weird but watch out for the male feminists in your life always have always will well, and then and then he bray fisher was also voicing issues with him on the set of fucking justice league and just and i mean I, I, yeah. I don't think there's any black people in buffy at all yeah no i, I, mean, I mean there, there is <laughs> but it's the same character that he writes for um fuck the space cowboy shit. Oh, the space cowboys. Uh, Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, it's the same. He writes the same black character in. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah, and I mean, Cyborg's half robot, so I mean, like. Oh, yeah. Vince. <laughs> well, first and foremost, uh, Paul Rubens. This was his first movie that that was a role after he was arrested, right? Mm-hmm. The only other thing he did between then and this is his cameo in Batman Returns. What's he doing in that movie? He's the Penguin's dad. Oh, yeah, he sure is. He does a non-speaking role for the first three minutes of the film. 
and, and that guy who's faking uh, being his dad in Gotham has got like the same vibe. That's that's him. That's him. Yeah. Oh, that's Paul Rubens. He wow. re- he returned for the role. Pee Wee returns. <laughs> he did. Fucking Rucker Howers in, is in this. Yeah, man. So now I guess we have to watch Blade Runner because we've brought it up so many goddamn times. Yeah, I guess so. And like I said, we've got Hilary Swank, we've got Stephen Root, and Luke Perry is in this. I mean, this it's a cast. David dude. Arquette too. David Arquette is in this, and we have a we'll have a scene. I found Seth Green is actually in the film. Oh man! What yeah. the fuck? Yep. He I think he plays one of the vampires or someone that, that Buffy kicks sense. or something like that outside yeah. of the gym. But he's in three shots, so we got to look for him. Okay. Um. Yeah. It should be it should be a fun fun time. Hopefully, I stay awake. Uh, I think you can do it. I think I can. I believe do it. in you. I think I can. Well, this is PG thirteen. I've got it on Blu ray. It was put out by uh, Silver Dollar Productions. And are you guys excited and ready to watch this film? Uh, yes, but why did you buy it if you haven't seen it all the way through? I don't know. It seemed like a good investment. <laughs> Same reason you buy all your movies. Yeah. Impress girls. Yeah. <laughs> That's a way, I guess. That was a movie. Man, I thought I had a bit, but it just immediately fled my mind as the mu- as soon as the music started playing. What was your bit? I don't know. I wish I could remember. <laughs> uh, th- I had lots of fun watching that. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, b- was it as good as you remember? I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah you've, n- you've not seen the end, you said. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't know how much of it I've actually seen, to be completely, you know. I... Uh, I don't remember anything that happened outside of them, like, going to prom. Mm-hmm. It's all about the dance. Honestly, that's enough. Yeah, I. that's the only thing. Uh, maybe I, I didn't see the prom scene, I know, but I n- remember them talking about prom or whatever the dance was, you know. Yeah, it's not prom. Okay. Uh, we don't. I don't think that they named exactly what dance it was, but it definitely wasn't senior prom. It was, she said and it was the senior dance. But it wasn't the semi-formal, and it wasn't the, the formal formal. And it wasn't the prom. And it wasn't the prom. So it was just like a, a senior dance? It was like beginning of the year, senior dance, homecoming, or some such business. Oh, yeah. this was the beginning of the year? Yeah. That would make sense. Oh. I mean, it was basketball season. Isn't basketball season in the winter? Yeah. See, this movie doesn't know anything. But it's also California, so like it's rules good. don't apply. That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know. They don't have seasons. Well, they usually try to stagger basketball and football season because of cross, you know. Pollination? Yeah. Polyathletes. The athletes are, you know, they're trying to, to, but to they play have all like, the sports. They have like trimesters or quarters in California. They do all kinds of weird shit. So okay. who's to say? All right. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case, they were playing basketball in this. <laughs> they were. And uh, how do you feel about that that vampire, that Teen Wolf? You, you like the Teen Wolf? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of went back and forth. I liked the person that was Teen Wolfing. Um, <laughs> oh, his performance is awesome. Your yeah. man from Days and Confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked him as the guy. 
Sure. Uh, but um <laughs> he's, I, he's funny. I did I did think it was a funny bit that the ref was like, Oh dude, you've gotta get that guy out of there and then the then the coach was like, Yeah, I think I maybe should, but you should just keep on playing there, Jerry Or whatever the fuck the guy's name was. And he was also like, points count, right? Yeah. And then he like, just fled the, the entire scene. <laughs> well, Buffy starts kicking his ass. Yeah. I, I don't no? know. I think it seemed like he was on his way out anyway. No, she chased him off the court. Yeah. yeah. She fucking, like, roundhouse ground kicked him and then chased him off the court. Well, there's no rule against roundhouse ground kicking in, in basketball. I have no idea. I was I was honestly, like, kind of, like, wondering when he was going to show back up. You know, yeah, because he was one of the first people to wander off and presumably get eaten by a vampire. Yeah, like they didn't show it on screen. How long did it take to like actually see like a vampire bite? I don't know, dude. Oh, within the first, I don't know when uh, David Arquette gets hit. Oh, they show that. Okay, they're like motherfuckers a vampire now. Like, all right, I, I was under the impression that David Arquette was already a vampire. No, because his <laughs> teeth do look that way, but yeah. then they get more vampire. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that was his thing. His teeth already looked. They like made that. him more vampire. Yeah. They gave him those pointy ears, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna paint you white, and you're just gonna look. You're gonna look grosser." Also, now you float. Like what? <laughs> that was a fun thing. Like I didn't realize it at first that he was up in the second story oh, until yeah. they pointed it out, and then I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah. I liked I liked the vampires in this. I thought it, they were cool. Silly. Yeah, I That's thought they're silly. I really liked Paul Rubens. You thought he was cool. Yeah, I thought he was so, he's so silly. campy. The whole movie is so campy. <laughs> it was so funny. It's like when he loses his arm and they're just making like, you ruined my favorite coat. Yeah. And then they make a you can't clap joke <laughs> at the end. Go home, lefty. <laughs> I loved it. Yes. I thought it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Josh, did you have a favorite part? Hmm. Oh, I like the part where we had Leo on screen. Oh, yeah. And the bike's getting stolen. Mm-hmm. I liked that. That was very Terminator 2 of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because the boy was running fast. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he was. Dude, that was a great scene. I She's like not that. very conscientious of others, though. She crashed the bike. Fuck your bike. I'm hunting vampires. Yeah. Doesn't seem that important yeah. to me. I mean, like, she also ran that bike into, like, the float for the for the parade. She What's just the- jumped off. She's like, I got shit to do. Bye. Like, where was fuck. it that they were at, dude? Were they in Los Angeles, right? No, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, in, like, in that scene after she ditches the bike and then she, like, meets up with the master and, and Paul Rubens and everybody. Are they, like, at a fairground or what? Well, what that- is all that shit? Float storage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was like for the Rose Bowl or but something. But why were like they that. all moving? Like, why were all the floats active? Vampires. I think I think they were just like you know. <laughs> they were enchanted by vampires. You think they were I don't, enchanted? I don't know. Fuck no. <laughs> I kind of like that. I was just gonna say you know like because of mo- like motion. No, yes. they wouldn't just be on. Like, well, they I don't, did they seem like they were? I don't know. I didn't I don't feel know. like they were on. I felt did, like they were, were getting bumped, and that's why they were moving. I, I don't know. There was one that had like a wheel on it of some sort, like a water okay. wheel or a wind wheel. There was shit happening. All you know, right, it was yeah. moving, you know? and the squirrel thing was like. I was just trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. And Don't. Just, okay. <laughs> all right. All it, was, right. <laughs> it looked like the Joker's Funland or something. Like, oh look, I've got all these fun little props. I feel that. I I, feel yeah. That. I mean, man, what a wild ride, though. You know. I hear that. She she refuses the call to adventure pretty hard at the end of that first act, but then mm-hmm. she just dives right in. 
that she w- refuses and then immediately accepts <laughs> with no hesitation. Yeah, she just dives right in. Yeah. Did you did you feel, Joe, that uh-huh. this was as fun as you remembered it, or did you have any like new feelings about it at all? Sure, I had new feelings in that. I'm even more mad at Joss Whedon than I normally am. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just because, like, fuck, man, you really dialed it in as a male feminist for a long time. You really just were like, do-do-do, he's a strong woman. You're welcome. Like, that was it for a long time. Man, the bad guy just, like, uh, really, really chewing on the word every time he said it. Yeah, he loves saying it so much. He was like, yeah, you bitch like he loved it so much like I, I, yeah i couldn't tell if he like loved it or if just he's like trying to portray the characters loving it but it seemed really uncomfortable <laughs> the and, like, character loved it and, thanks joss and it was really just like unnecessary i think it was just a little bit it was a little bit too jesse pinkman for me for like some old ass man <laughs> no wholesale fuck yeah rucker howard just saying every time he could oh, but like also so like you're mine there was a lot of possessive shit yes and yeah, we're mine we're together yeah. and all that kind of stuff and even her like fucking basketball bro boyfriend did a lot of that shit and his buddies and oh, then he's yeah. like i don't want to not be a feminist but let me grab a whole handful of your ass like what yeah no. dude it, it's it's lazy writing on the part of the villains right where you can just well, be like well they're the villains of course they're dumb and bad yeah but that guy wasn't even really a villain he was just like a fucking guy and they're like let's make him a piece of shit exactly there's no like decent man in the movie aside no. from pike i guess not even though because he's like you're flaky because you're blonde and a woman like the, no yeah, like it's yeah. all trash you're right and he's very much you're not like the other girls and yes all that. he does the you're not 100%. like the other girls shit yeah you're right there there is no actual male feminist in this movie no, so it's all garbage so I, it really shows his ass dude i think that that is a great point like he's been writing this way his entire career yeah he instead of like actually making like really depthful care depthful <laughs> really deep characters yes. right he, he will pick one aspect about a personality of theirs and then just turn that up to 11 and that becomes their character yeah you know like and it's kind of like is very much a present in this. Yeah, and I mean, even uh, Donald Sutherland is doing mm-hmm. it as well. You know, like he's a possessive patriarch who wants to tell her what to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's his whole role. That's the Watcher's whole role is to be like, I train you. You do what I say. You take my orders. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah, yeah. gross. And it's yeah, I guess it's part of the lazy writing. It's just lazy writing. That's why the show is much better though, because the show goes like, "Oh, Buffy's insolent," and really she's just like, "Why you go fuck yourself? I'm 16. Like, I'm a woman and I'm 16. Get the fuck off my dick." Yeah, yeah. Stop bothering me. Yeah, and and died and came back. And Giles is the watcher is much more just like. Hey Buff, what do you think? And she's like, Nah, fuck that. Like yeah, that's Gi- like more Giles more of the isn't show. very controlling. Over no, her, he's a delight. Sure. And then when her like interim watcher comes in in mm-hmm. season three, she, she's just like, No, dude, mm-hmm. like you need to go get fucked. Like be gone. Yeah, and uh, another piece of lazy writing. Her parents, completely non-existent yeah. characters, basically one note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they did some adventures and babysitting shit there for sure. And uh, all of her friends, very one note, uh, not supportive. She has no female friends that she can talk to about anything that's going on. And when she does try and talk to them, they just immediately blow her off, tell her that she's weird and shouldn't be hanging out with old people. Yeah. Well, I mean, like they were 
Of they were course. on page at the beginning, you know? Yeah. And but yeah, she soon- was kind of a dick at the beginning as well, right? Yeah, but as soon as she, like, found something new in her life and started to explore that, all of her friends did bail. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that sucked. I that's kind of ha- what happens, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. That is kind of when what you're happens. when you're fucking 14, 15, 16, you go like, hey, I really like this thing. And it's different than the thing you like. The people around you go like, you're fucking weird. Bye. I just I had higher hopes for Hillary Swank. That's why uh, oh, that's why I think not, where yeah, it's no, coming no. from. Were her friends all film buffs? Were they all into film? <laughs> because at the beginning of the movie, they go they're talking about going to the theater and they're like talking about different surround sound systems and there's no Dolby, my guy. Yeah, are yeah. they? Uh, yeah, THX. Like, are we? Like, are we to believe these people are audiophiles or cinephiles? <laughs> and they go to the movie and they talk over the movie and they get mad at the guys who are like, "Hey, don't talk over the movie." It's so weird. I I kind of like I kind of like that. I, I wonder the exact same thing now. Or you're like, all right, is that the case? Like, what 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 do these girls like have these like very I fascinated interests? In, I in think sound that was a display things? of like their wealth. I think that was a wealth display. Again. Okay, that's a lot of this movie is going like we're upper class and we're from the valley and we have money to dispose mm-hmm. of like that's so much of the movie it's, it's so interesting though because then uh pike is 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 a, is a poor boy yes mm-hmm. clearly like oh. it's 100 from the beginning oh he works gross exactly yeah. so but i, I wonder because not all the vampires are are working class so they're clearly not bad and pike is a good guy i'm just like i don't know what this movie really does have to say about class okay that's a good point like other than the fact that everyone kind of kind of shunned buffy when uh we started hanging out with pike i think it says a lot about class and that was the one guy that showed up Mm -hmm. and was like oh yeah some shit's going on my buddy went missing like Mm -hmm. i think that says a lot about class yeah yeah Hmm. i think it's very pro working class in that moment Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that moment but yeah, I think that's like yeah, and I mean, mm-hmm. like in general, he's willing to get his hands dirty and do the work himself, right? Mm. And like protect his woman, even though she doesn't need protecting because she's different than other girls. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't need protection. We know that. I I thought it was good. I I think that this, from what I've seen from the TV show, like. I, I think it translates well, you know, as someone who hasn't watched much of the TV, like the things that I liked on the show were present in this. Like there was ass kicking, there was fun jokes, sure. there was like flashy, flashy, uh, just everything, you know. It's it was, weird though it that it's just fun. a pilot for a TV show basically though. Yes. That's well, kind of weird. And like knowing as well that like Joss Whedon had so many problems with how this was produced that he went on to make the show based off the original script instead of this you know are we to believe that like some of the like less feminist stances are the things that joss whedon had a problem with? i refuse to give him that credit that's what that's what it makes me feel like because like i don't care well no 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 yeah i just wonder if it's something that he like that isn't even necessarily true but he just said after the fact to make himself look better he to his credit right the tv show produces even in the pilot, a much more multi-dimensional character out of Buffy than this will ever even touch. And her yeah. friends and her family yeah, as well. Yeah, like, 
she immediately has a support system. She immediately has, like, she has to hide her identity and then expose her identity to people. There, there's a lot of, it, it's much more layered than this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And she's a person who's like, I just want to be a teenager, but also I understand my responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Which as a person, like, as a teenager who had more responsibilities than they probably should have, like, I was like, oh, I identify with that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder, like... When you said that she burnt the pilot of, or I mean, the first episode of the TV show, she had to move because she burnt down her old school. She didn't burn down the old school in this movie. No, her backstory is totally different. And but and I've never read the comics, so I cannot confirm. I think the comics are just an extension of the the, television the show, show. That's what mistaken. I also believe. It's yeah. season whatever. And yeah, whatever it's season like seasons. five and six or whatever the fuck. That um, was uh, really popular at the CW or uh, whatever <laughs> channel it was at that time. Yeah, the WB. Was it still the WB? It was the, still a WB. Because yep. I know they did the same thing with uh, Smallville. Gave, yeah. it some, uh, gave it some sequel comics. And they, well, they also had Angel was like an offshoot of the show. Couldn't um, get into it, you know? I actually remember fucking with Angel more than I fucked with Buffy the show at the time. But I was 11, so I was just like, well, David Boreanaz. Yeah, mm -hmm, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. he's, he's cool. And it's like, a, it's more of a procedural, like, a cop thing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, in a way, yeah. But then when I got older, I was like, oh, Buffy, but then also Spike, and then also Willow, and then also, like, everyone else on the show, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes, I feel like Angel's the least interesting character. 100%. I never had any interest in him. Also the least interesting actor, like, just some fucking tall, buff, white dude who cares. <laughs> Fuck. Go away. He's on Bones. It's equally uninteresting. He is Goodbye. on Bones. Yeah. I didn't realize I that. Watch until a, just now. I've watched a lot of Bones, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in this one, did anyone have a favorite vampire? Mm. Hmm. Oh, Paul Rubens. Yeah. yeah what fair. a ridiculous man. Because I was between him and Benny. I kind of really liked <laughs> Benny, Benny as the vampire. Great. Yeah. Benny the vampire. Yeah, just fine. <laughs> I, I mean, like that, that's a, a great role for David Arquette. He oh, was absolutely. Just, he was obnoxious, and then he became a vampire and got more obnoxious. He's really eating it up. He's eating up the scenery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he wasn't very smart, though, when he was like, let, let me in. I'm hungry. Why would you Why would you say that, you fucking idiot? Because he's a new vampire. He's like, let's see what I can get away with. I'm David Arquette. Yeah. I don't know. I felt it, it did feel like, like Luke Perry was just going like, to open the door and let him in. Just like, yeah, come on, eat me. No, but Luke Perry was like, because he's working class, he knew something was up. He was like, you're weird right now, dude. Get fucked. <laughs> oh, and he's like, are you like standing on something? And he's like, no. And that's when we realized he was on a second story window. Mm -hmm. Did you have any opinions on fucking Rutger Hauer as whatever his name was? I have him as daddy in my notes. Honestly, I've seen this so many times and i also do not know that character's name <laughs> his name is it's the master Daddy. yeah it's the master it's like the i master. don't know yeah i'm like it's fine compared to some of the other masters that we've seen in media you know doctor who did you feel good about this one or did you feel better about this one or did you feel lesser about this one because like the master in fucking lost boys was kind of conniving and i felt like he was like really it was tricky involved and like this guy rucker howard feels like he was a little bit more just like i'm gonna sit back and let everybody else fuck shit up 
and then I'll swoop in with a violin at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like an archetype, right? Like of this uh, kind of like a feet baddie who's mm-hmm. who keeps his hands off things and uh, doesn't like to get his hands dirty. Mm-hmm. He's like a Doctor Claw. Yeah, and he plays the the violin. You know, it's like a like a like a, a cultured psycho. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy that we found uh, violins and horses unexpectedly in this film. Mm-hmm. Man, this, yeah, this film has a lot of the things that used to be on the Swayze scale, but aren't any longer. Dude, I I thought it was kind of crazy. The whole flashback dream sequences, mm-hmm. like, do they do that in the TV show? No, not at all. And. So the lore in the TV show is not that it's like the extension of the same person over and over again, but that like the chosen slayer dies and therefore a new chosen slayer is awoken. So during the TV show, Buffy dies for like three minutes, right? She just goes under Tim Armstrong style, goes, goes like dead for a few minutes. She falls back down. Yeah. And then she gets back up again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she does that, but like during her deadness, a, a new Slayer gets awoken. So then during the show, there's constantly like two Slayers running around. She's dead for more than three minutes, right? They make a Buffy bot. No. No, that's not why they made the Buffy bot? No. Why'd they make the Buffy bot? I don't fucking remember. Okay. Well, like, <laughs> never mind. Let me rewatch the show. This is something I watch on edibles as I go to sleep, Josh. So I, I need you to not take it too seriously. I forget who made the Buffy bot, but I, I think it's Buffy bot so I can hate on it. It's got to be. Oh, it's in the fourth seat. Don't worry about that. We'll get there. I'll yeah, talk to you about that later. The, yeah, the Buffy bot is fucked up. Uh, and I think that Spike is fucking it. I'm not really <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yes, uh, but no. But the other Slayer is Eliza Dushko. Yeah, but there's so. another Slayer who's also the only other black character other than the archetypical black character that Joss Whedon constantly writes named Kendra, and she does a okay. really bad, like, Trinidad accent. Oh, God. And then she dies, and then, yes, then it's Eliza Dushku. But then Eliza, in the working-class struggle of Joss Whedon sagas, uh, she becomes, like, also a baddie, because she doesn't have like the proper authority figures in her life. Because mm-hmm, she doesn't have a daddy telling her what to do. Yeah, so then she falls in with the mayor who's a baddie, uh-huh. who becomes her baddie daddy, and it's no good. So it's a bummer. Dude, I think we should take a trip down to, to, to Ratter Bad Dad Corner. Ratter Bad Dads. <laughs> Dude, there were some dads in this. Okay, so you got your baddie daddy. Oh, wow. Okay, we're doing a thing. I didn't know there was a thing associated with this, but let's go. Yeah, so so baddie daddy. Well, they're, they're either a pass or a fail. Rad yeah. or bad. Rad or bad. Heard. Rad or bad. Is Rutger Hauer a rad or bad vampire dad? Dad, lame. He's lame. We got. Why is he lame? Tell me why. Um... It was just like lack. It was lackluster as fuck. I like that he wants to go to the dance. I liked that too. He wanted He's to be a supportive. Thousand years old. You want to go to the fucking dance? You lame piece of shit. I don't know. I'm, the question I'm, isn't lame or not. It's rad or bad. I'm. I'm it's very. Bad. It's not rad. I'm very pro dancing. I'm so. pro dancing. I'm not pro that dance. <laughs> Do you want to go to the rave on the wharf? Yeah, my guy. Let's fucking go. What Do you want to go to the shitty high school valley dance? What, no. What was the theme of the dance? Were they? I think the it was jungles. Hug the earth or some yes. shit. Don't yeah. tread on me. Yeah, the, yeah, it was all about um, 
You, you can't tread on the earth. It was nineties LA. You have to tread on the earth. It was nineties LA. You don't want to fucking drag shit. Like no. Let's go to Biodome. Yeah, there was oh, way cooler man. dances going on than that shit. Dude, not for bad, not rad. Not, okay, I think you're right. He's, right, he, right. And, I mean, he also, is the, he wasn't even good at like giving direction and like you know telling his disciples what to do. It was not. And he was the baddie daddy. That's that's true. Okay, so so dad, the bad baddie daddy is a bad dad. Bad Absolutely. Dad. How do we? How'd Merrick rank? Because like Merrick was all over the place. First, he was being fucking creepy and yeah. following Buffy around when she told him no, and then he shows up and throws a fucking knife at her face. That was, that was pretty rad. Yeah, misplaced rad dad. And then he takes her to a graveyard, <laughs> and they have to go and fucking like kill some vampires. And he even set her up for a surprise where a vampire is going to come up from underneath her. Yeah, like, misplaced. Put her on a grave specifically that's yeah, going to have a vampire. If, I mean, if it was Giles, I would have no problem giving him the rad signifier. Yeah, because Giles is the raddest. But he's not Giles. That. He's Merrick. He's Merrick. Yeah, but it's also Donald Sutherland, so you gotta go like, yeah, fuck it, rad dad. Yeah, he's pretty rad. And he did get stabbed trying to save Buffy. That's that's a pretty rad thing to do. Yeah. Okay. You, I, know? you know, I think we can give it to him. Rad dad. Okay. Who Who's another dad? That Do we have any more dads? Well, there's the actual dad. There was oh, the actual dad. dad. He was not on good. screen for... Was he even on the screen? Yeah, for think... like 30 seconds. Because mom even. was in at least three different no, scenes. No, she was, <laughs> she was in it, but he was in it for one scene for, yeah, ten, 10 seconds. That's actually generous. I think that's all the dads. Well, okay, He's, hold on. He was clearly bad. We got one yeah, more. Bad. Oh, was... we got We got the principal, Mr. Steven Root. Oh, yeah. Principal oh, dad. Psychotic, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Giving fucking detentions to dead vampires at the prom. <laughs> Rad dad. Just I, I like, yeah, you know what? He did tell Buffy to, about that time he took acid. Uh, tr- t- talking to Buffy heart to heart in his office. You he's know? like, I've been on drugs too. I think he's a rad dad. All right, so we got two two rad dads, two two bad dads. All right, now since we've got two and two, I think we should pick the raddest and the baddest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's the raddest dad of the rad dads? Well, I mean, now that... Now that you put it that way, Stephen Root is clearly the raddest. I think he's the raddest dad, and I think that bad dad is the baddest dad. Yes. Okay. Fuck yeah. All right, that, that thus concludes rad or bad. Bad or bad, rad or bad. <laughs> Hopefully we've got some good samples here to use in the future. This will be perfect. Um, I don't know. Dude, I felt real good about this. I had lots of fun. I didn't fall asleep. That's Oh, that was the bit. God damn it. Yeah, I didn't fall <laughs> I asleep. Forgot. That was the bit I was well going to introduce us back with. So Fuck. I was really happy I about that. I, I, I felt like the like everything everything flowed pretty well. Only being like an hour 20 was really nice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy when you just fucking look at the, the story circle. Yeah. You're like, ah, Joseph Campbell, how do I write a movie about dads? But like, it didn't have much fat. It just ticked right along. We had a training montage in the middle that I really liked. First to second act, yeah, training montage. Yep. I thought that like it it really showed how like Buffy was obviously um, very good at gymnastics to begin with, being like the head cheerleader and stuff like athletic, that. Athletic, you may say. Yeah, she's yeah. very athletic, and like she shows that she has a competency for the the, the tasks mm-hmm. but then over the course of the montage you see her excel in it so like it wasn't just like a oh she's a natural she's like oh no she's actually working towards and it like, seems like she enjoys it as well yeah and it, it how long do you think the training montage would go for yeah, it was like i think it was a couple of weeks yeah um 
so there is yeah like in the show there is training and she does G- it every day yeah giles mm-hmm. puts her through training when she feels like doing it and then um you gotta practice your kung fu every day right and and then and then in the movie merrick like gets her going mm-hmm. i will say though and I, this is something i said i think while we were watching like the fucking opening sequence is that Sarah Michelle Geller is kind of a fucking twig through most of that show, and I'm like, unrealistic. Mm-hmm. But this bitch, like, that <laughs> ass does not quit. She could throw the fuck down. Like, I do believe those thighs would fuck somebody up. It was she was flipping some vampires around. Yeah, it was it was very believable. Yeah, there was no like I wasn't like, where's the stunt double? I was like, oh, this bitch. Yeah, because Sarah Michelle Geller, you're like looking at her and you're like, oh, she's tiny, but I can imagine there being power there. But this this woman, no, I was like, like, this is actual power. As a tall, strong woman, I was like, fuck yeah, she's fucking bitches up. Like she's got this. She's killing vampires. Absolutely. Yeah, I liked I liked uh, Christy Swanson in this, and yeah. it, when we were watching like the featurettes and stuff like that, even like Luke Perry and a few of the other actors were all talking like very highly of her and her cape, like how capable she was in the role, and like liking that she was the hero instead of like the the normal male hero and stuff yeah. like that. I'm a male feminist too. Hey, <laughs> my name's Luke Perry. <laughs> I I do you think that. You think that Luke Perry was just like he's just excited to be on set. He's just like I'm on a movie, you guys. Like, I'm happy to be here. Like yeah. I was on a TV show, and now this is my first movie. Yeah, I'm just really excited to be working with talented people, and I'm just like Luke Perry. Yes, <laughs> definitely, probably that'd be me. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know, that's exactly how I would. Honestly, too, yeah. yeah, he seems like kind of a wholesome guy in that way. Yeah, I liked him. I thought that he did a great job because this was supposed to be his first movie. I thought that Hilary Swank, although I was hoping for more from her, I thought she did good too. Sure. And like, we oh, we found Thomas Jane. Oh, you found? We, we you found realized him. who he was. He he's Luke Perry's boss at the at the the shop. The, the shop. He's like, you got to get out shop. of town. Yeah. You should yeah. sell and stuff like that with the goofy goatee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was Thomas Jane, and this was his first movie also. Wow. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of firsts, and they were all pretty good, and I was real happy with it. I uh, I thought the cast was good, too. Yeah. Cast is great. Did you Do, do you feel like you, you would like to see any of these characters on the TV show? Are you happy that, that they weren't brought over for the most part? Oh, I'm happy they were not brought over. And yeah, none of them are full characters, right? No. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just, the the reason why I asked because I didn't know if like having a Luke Perry character was like that important to the story. You know, you I know? think if Luke Perry showed up in like season three or something, that would have been pretty cool. But they, he heard it. They interjected a little bit in season two because okay. um, Angel loses his soul as a curse. <laughs> so initially, he's cursed by regaining his soul, and therefore mm-hmm. the demon inhabiting his body uh, no longer is controlling him. But he feels bad for all the stuff he did. Right. No, exactly. But that's how he, like, falls in love with Buffy and they have a love story. But uh-huh. then uh, when they fuck, he experiences true happiness. Like, they fuck for the first time and then he loses his fucking soul. Oh, man. P- pure happiness is true happiness is wrong. Yeah. Never feel it. Yeah. This is this Feeling is good is bad. So. <laughs> this sounds so intense. Yeah, you gotta watch it, dude. Dude, like, it's great. Yeah, it's you so should good. watch it. Like, why not? Um, I, it's what, it's probably Thompson. better than Gotham. I'm kind of forcing <laughs> I don't it know on about a that. Uh, <laughs> I love me some Gotham. Yeah, that was better than Gotham. Um, 
<laughs> you know, I, I I don't think Buffy's better than m- much, but like I remember during that period in my life, I was watching like I watched Buffy and then I watched some X Files and I watched a bunch of Doctor Who. Buffy is pretty low on that list, but I think on average, an episode of Buffy is better than an episode of X Files. Mm. On average, mm. it's different. It's Those different. different it's different. X Files is episodic. You have like little sections, right, that you deal mm-hmm. with, and there are like its own lore within that. But then, and then it like will sometimes address the overall storyline. Yeah, yeah. Buffy's kind of the opposite. Where it's more the about like storyline throughout. And th- but also you do get monsters of the week. I just sure, mean to say that like when you're watching a show, you there's a percentage of episodes that you like of the show versus a percentage that you don't. Yeah, I and, like episodic shit though. That's why I like Supernatural. That's fair. Yeah, Supernatural uh, better than both uh, on better average. Than both. <laughs> yeah. Where does where does where do you feel Supernatural ranks on like TV shows of all time? Oh, not. That high. I mean, no. yeah, but like in the it history goes, of ER, the West Wing, Supernatural, and then the news. Oh man, Ooh. Jesus, you have the weirdest idea of what's television. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, no, let's be honest. It's Rock of Love, Flavor of Love, Daisy of Love, then the news. There's just hundreds First of, of all, shows. Wings, fuck you both, Rock of Love. <laughs> I, I don't even need to say what the greatest television show Tony is of all time. Shalom, first of all. Oh uh, there, so I mean, it, on the list of CW television shows, <laughs> it's definitely in the top three. Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Which I would say is Smallville oh. and Legends of Tomorrow are on that list as well. Two superheroes. Two Legends of Tomorrow. Have you heard about Legends of Tomorrow at all, Joe? No, but I don't. I like. I don't like it already. I'm already. It's dumb as heck. Who's on Legends of Tomorrow? Which superheroes? Oh, uh, you got the. You got your White Canary. Have you heard of that one? You got your uh, <laughs> Captain Cold. Is have that you heard name? of that one? Sure, haven't. Uh, Heat Wave. Have you heard no, of that one? No, that's a hard no. <laughs> Constantine on. was on it for a little bit. I'll fuck with Constantine. Constantine is the but best that's a character. Crossover because he had his own fucking show. Same actor. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the Welsh dude. Yeah, what? Once his Matt show Ryan. got canceled, they brought him into Legends of Tomorrow. But he's also uh, Constantine in a lot of the animated shit now. He has oh, yeah? a monopoly on Constantine. Oh, well, yeah, we'll yeah, wait good till for they him. make Constantine two with fucking Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, and then him and other John Constantine can meet and kiss each other. Oh <gasps> shit! Kick up locked. Fuck. They're really embracing this multiverse. I want to see it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that Legends of Tomorrow was fine when I had to watch it for, like, the Crisis episodes. <laughs> um, I thought it was fine. But, like, it was very much like, okay, we brought a character onto The Flash for the second season, but we don't really need him around for the third season, but we don't want to throw him away, so we're going to just put him on this TV show. Okay. Well, they did the same thing with him after after that as well. I mean, the, the Kid Flash came over, and then he went away. Now, yeah. now did we watch Roswell, New Mexico? No, I heard that one was good, though. It's pretty good, and it's all based around the fucking Third Eye Blind album, the self-titled Third Eye Blind albums. Like, that's like a big crux of the show. I saw Third Eye Blind on, on Saturday or on Friday. I've seen them three or four times. No, it wasn't, the re- it wasn't the real Yeah, no, I've seen the real Third Eye Blind three or four times. So, But when they were like, okay, we have one song left, and they just played Jumper, I was like, no. What's wh- real what, third eye blind would have not done that. What what song do they have left? And then they started playing 
And I was like, no fucking way. I forgot no. Third Eye Blind plays this song. First of all, <laughs> that's the biggest song. The I know. first two Third Eye Blind records are incredible. So like, The first Third Eye Blind record was the first used record I ever bought at record nice. time in 2003. Nice. Yeah. It was, it's, I love that record. It's so good. It's, it's, it's the perfect example of a good record that a record label then milked for everything mm-hmm. they could get out of it. They mm-hmm. put like nine of the 12 songs on the radio. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. You got nine singles. Well, honestly, the, it was I a nine think it was, single I, record. I think it was a strong five or six single record. And then they put a few more on the radio also just to try and try and see if they take off, you know. But it's very much you put that record on, you know, every song. Well, you got a cow, you milk it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Or else daughters will explode. How would you feel about Ben Affleck in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) I forget every time and then it happens and. Then there he is. I didn't know he was going to be in this movie. And then he popped up and bolted through like, Ben Affleck. And I was like, holy shit, it's Batman. <laughs> Him and Ricky Lake both in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know Ricky Lake was going to be in this also. I watched so much early 90s John Waters that I've always known where Ricky Lake is going to be. <laughs> you just got a radar for I, it? I just know. You're not surprised. Um, you don't want to be surprised by Ricky Lake. No, but then every time I watch this fucking flick, I'm like, Ricky Lake! <laughs> uh, I my, See, I, I watched Hairspray when I was younger, so I knew about who she was, mm-hmm. but my real Ricky Lake experience was on her television talk show. Nice. I I used to watch the Ricky Lake show like when I was staying home from school. Nice. What was her like? Uh, what was her like thing? She kind of like she did lots of advice, but it was kind of like a Jerry Springer. It was a Jerry oh. Springer meets Oprah vibe. Like mm-hmm. it was it was more hype than Oprah, but she would have like guests that have done things, and they'd usually sit in a little panel and stuff. Like Sometimes that. they bring their family, and then they do like family therapy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was Oprah meets Geraldo. There you oh, go. Oh, That's yeah. the best way to describe it. Way to go, Joe. So yeah. she didn't make them fight. No, but I mean, she she it wouldn't. It wasn't as trashy, no. She wouldn't like always shy away from it. If people were getting loud, you know, maybe she'll let them get loud. Maybe she'd like start, turn some music up on a boombox just so that the conversation has to get a little bit louder. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. We've discussed the know. film and avoided discussing the film for some time. <laughs> is it or is it not feminist? We have a woman here to ask. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, it passes the Bechtel test, so that's something that should be noted. Okay. okay. Te- technically. <laughs> technically, this is a feminist movie. Are they talking about movies, or are they talking about clothes, or what were they talking about? They were talking about prom. Prom. Beautiful. Yeah. It was the first conversation, because they were like, we gotta go to the mall to get prom stuff, or whatever it was. And then they, then they started talking about all those fucking stereo systems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they were talking about their clothes in relation to a man, though, I believe. I don't know. I mean, it, doesn't, oh. it doesn't matter. They're, they definitely did pass the Bechdel test at some point. Is it feminist? No. But does it follow the same trajectory as Bikini Kill as a band? Yes, it does. <laughs> and it's like, it's very Do they like, have Valley Girl accents? Yes. Does she discover dyke clothing? Yes. It's does very like third wave feminism, right? Ooh. It's just. Twice I've almost knocked this beer over. Hell yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... 
It is what it is. I think it. <laughs> it is what it is. I think it yeah. was. Everything is everything. We... If I'm Lauren Hill in this moment, it is. It is what it is. Everything is everything. It's fine. It's what used to pass for feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah. It made me go like, oh, I could be super jack and kick someone's ass and still get laid by a dude. Like, sure. If that's feminism, fine. In the early 90s, close enough. So it has something to say about femininity, for sure. Does it have anything to say about masculinity? That, um, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess we elucidated earlier that it's all about control over a woman. Yeah, yeah. That's but what Merrick that's was what definitely trying to, to control Buffy to an extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was trying to control her. Yes. I don't I don't know. Was Luke Perry trying to control her? Yes. Yeah, a little bit. He wanted to keep her safe. Yeah. In the way that that's controlling. Okay. Yes. That's a good point. Yes. Okay, so it does have things to say. I mean, this thing is, man, I got a list here and it's doing quite good. Yeah? What's your list looking like over there? How's that how's that Swayze scale? Or do you want to do you want to talk about how we personally rank it first? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, we should always talk about how we personally rank it. I was wondering whether we should have structured the whole conversation around it, but we didn't. So oh. that's, and that's just fine. <laughs> okay, Josh, how do you feel about this movie? Man, I didn't even rate it beforehand. Um, I, got, I mean, I think I'd give it like a three, maybe a three and a half out of five stars on the Letterboxd app. Yeah, um, you know, because it, it's Buffy. And this this Buffy looks damn good, um, but I mean, is is it a feminism? Yeah, I mean, it's probably three out of five stars. I hear you. I hear you. Did you have uh, any standout parts that you think uh, really struck a note with you, or anything like that? That like you... that shit at the fucking uh, the boathouse, the 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 float house, wherever <laughs> the fuck they were, the float storage yeah. yard, the float graveyard, yeah. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's going to stick in my mind for a while. Dude, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Joe, how'd you feel about it? Uh, I don't know. It's weird watching it as an adult person. Yeah. Um, also, like, a queer woman. Like, it's it's weird now. Yeah, for sure. Because um, when I was younger, I loved this movie. And mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty... That was pretty feminist, um, but I was like nine, so that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so right, girl. Yes, which is transphobic and fat shaming and all the things that Riot Girl was. And it, yeah, it does. <laughs> that does fit the description of this movie. Yeah, not there's any. There's not that's any fat shaming, but like, yeah, the, I mean, the fact that the uh, as the Bechdel cast told me, uh, the fact that the ovaries tickle when there's a vampire around, that's that alone is is transphobic yeah that's all, um you know yeah there's I all mean, sorts of women yes a hundred percent yeah your ovaries do not make you a woman certainly um <laughs> they don't make me a woman i wouldn't say um but yeah like it's really hard to watch this now as an adult and feel the same things i felt about it. i definitely feel differently and having watched this show a bunch um, the show's way fucking better, and I used to like the movie better, and and now I'm glad I I gravitated towards the show. Um, even the show's extremely problematic in its own ways. This I don't know. This was like it's a fun watch for sure, but it's a piece of early '90s trash. It's a good pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, it's a good way to explore a character in an hour and twenty minutes. So how do you rank it? Oh, On an arbitrary scale of your choosing. Yeah. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Two and a half out of five. I don't know. Fucking four out of ten Madones. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to say? 
Okay, Vince. All right, all right. Uh, how do you feel about this film, having watched it for the first time ever as an adult man past the age of 30? I thought it was great. I, I give it a three out of five. I had lots of fun. I'll definitely watch it again. Paul Rubens was, was a delight. Yeah, Paul Rubens. I liked I liked Donald Sutherland a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought Donald he was pretty Sutherland's cool. great. I liked. I liked What's Paul he doing Rubens with his mustache? Hair. He keeps who touching knows? his mustache. Who knows? <laughs> but as someone who grew up watching Mash, I just love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. I think I thought it was lots of fun. I I I I would tell anyone to watch it. Anyone? I, I think it has a little bit of everything for anyone. Okay. Tell your dad to watch it. I'll tell my dad to watch. I'll be like, Dad, do you want to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? And he'll, he's actually he's the one who told me that Paul Rubens was in it. <laughs> what the fuck? I think my dad has seen this movie. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think he has. God damn it! I've typecast one of our guests. That's that's not fair. Yeah, I think my dad has seen this movie. I think my grandma would like this movie. You think you're, you might? You should be telling your grandma. I think my grandma, grandma has seen this movie. I'm gonna ask dude. my grandma's tomorrow. Vote report back. Word, word. Okay. Well, I guess Josh. I think we have to get down to business. How's this ranking the Swayze scale? Well, um, let's see. I did have some questions for you guys. Do, does does just seeing like prominent nipples in a skin tight clothing constitute nudity? No. no, I don't think I don't think it does. I'm just no. making sure because the, no. otherwise there's no nudity in this film. Correct. No. Okay. Perfect. Oh, sick whips. Did anybody have favorite sick whips? No. I like that yellow one. I don't remember any cars or anything. Wow. Okay. Like that. So, the fucking mystery machine. Man. Oh yeah, Luke Perry's fan. Oh, uh, sick. I mean, I can give it a point for sick whips or not. I mean, they're really just cars from the '90s, I guess. Well, that he used that fucking van to take off Pee Wee Herman's arm. <laughs> So I liked that. That's pretty sick. Okay, I mean, I, I had already given or, it the point. Or, or is that like like an unconventional weapon, like a boot knife? <laughs> like, because if that's the case, then I like that as both. an unconventional weapon. There is plenty of unconventional weapons both. in this film. Yeah, the They're, fucking they guitar use, neck. Yes, I was just gonna say the guitar. Oh yeah, but we, we I mean, there was so much fighting, and I did give it a bonus point for knives for mm-hmm. when not Giles throws the the <laughs> knife at her head. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Merrick. <laughs> dad stuff. We already covered all our dad stuff. I don't know if the movie is necessarily about dad stuff, but it was present. So that's two points. Um, class stuff. We did talk about class stuff. I don't know if it deserves the point, though. What do you yeah. think, Joe, as the as the one who pro- I- proclaimed it was Marxist? <laughs> <laughs> did I? Fuck. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Class stuff. That's yeah. three out of three points. I think you. I think your exact quote was, "This is Marxist as shit." <laughs> Kiss me, comrade. <laughs> um, we did yeah. talk about how it's got the genders uh, and how it addresses the genders, and that means it also gets a bonus point for uh, pretending to be feminist. Good job, Joss Whedon. You get your feminist points. <laughs> you get the yeah. bonus point for pretending to it be feminist. It does pretend. Uh, we already talked about fighting in knives. Another bonus point there. Gymnastics. She was. She used to be on the oh. gymnastics team, but this school doesn't have one. Yeah. Yeah, it's her last resort. Ten out of ten. Dude, she can't. She transferred from Los Angeles. Huh? Exactly. Um, and there was dancing. Yeah. The, whole, the whole third act was a dance, and that they were the first act. There was dancing too. Exactly. Yeah. But and it, like, like it was dance. fight dancing. And, and there was the like third cheer one. dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She invented at least two new cheers throughout the course of the movie. Correct. Yeah. Uh, amazing, amazing. 
Um, let's see. Horses. Yeah, there's the horse. Remember the horse. That's we, crazy. Okay, we have to talk about that scene for a quick moment. Okay. Whenever Buffy had a dream, she would flash back to her, like a, being a former slayer or a former slayer or something like that, uh-huh. fighting these same vampires. Yes. Everyone in these flashbacks had red hair. Just in that one, though. The other ones weren't all fucking ginger, but that one specifically where she kicks Paul Rubens out the window. Oh, yeah. And then, like, lands on a horse. Mm-hmm. Just that one was gingers, and I don't know why. Okay, okay. I thought uh, it was all of them. No, and I don't know if they were like, this is meant to be Ireland. Like, I don't know what the fucking vibe was, why they made them all gingers in that specific one. Irish vampires. Ugh. Yeah, Angel is a virus. Like, listen. Watch the fucking show. I I thought when we go into Ireland, you only had to worry about leprechauns or ginger. And take Kate, take your gold. I'm you here for your gold. You got the fay. There's plenty luck, of the tricky charms. shit. I I want your lucky charms. This is my Irish accent. Oh, this I'm I'm Liam Neeson. <laughs> there you go. I'm Liam Neeson. He's I'm I'm Liam Neeson. Oh, that's Michael, Michael Caine. That's Michael. That's Michael Caine. You worked so hard on that. You just did Michael Caine. I thought about it. You guys saw, saw me thinking. Or like, no. Michael Caine, brush uh, to Bruce. Okay, so there's no nudity. The romance is lackluster in this film, yes. and there's no road trip. Um, but I mean, there was romance. Remember when they were trying to romance each other, but they both said that they were just saying nonsense to each other. Yeah, I think that that is romantic. Okay. All right. It's it's subjective, but there's three people here, so we can vote. Was it romantic? Pike and and Buffy, the only romance. No trauma bond. Hate it. Hate yeah. it. <laughs> I, I, I'm neutral. It's a bad romance. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it's hmm. Gaga. It's this no is good. what Lady Gaga was talking about. Well, uh, I mean, that means that if we if we aren't gonna give it the points for romance because this romance was bullshit. Even though the gentleman, he he got knocked out and he wasn't able to participate for the third act. That's something usually reserved for the women. Um, okay, so what I'm seeing here is that we have seven out of ten funky chickens. Oh, shit. How many loose gooses do we have? And three how, how bonus loose gooses uh, on the Swayze scale. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Wow. That makes me so happy. Uh, you like you like both funky chickens and loose geese. Yes, me too. <laughs> that was a very fun scene. I like I like their dance. Yeah. Well, dude, you know I don't think that we were that off in the way we felt about this. You know, judging by the way everyone else is kind of ranking it. Well, I want to see Joss Whedon's rating. What does he <sighs> think? Joss Whedon thinks so many things about this bullshit. Uh, Letterbox has it at 2.9 out of 5. IMDb's got it at 5.6 out of 10, with the Rotten Tomatoes at 36%, with an audience score at 34%, or excuse me, 43%, and an Amazon score at 4.7 out of 5, 80% 5 star, 2% 1 star. This mo- movie also made a bunch of fucking money. Mm-hmm. Like, it was on a $7 million estimated budget, and it Brought in a 16.6 worldwide gross. It had the TV show like we've been talking about that ran for seven seasons and had 145 episodes. Angel, the spinoff, ran for five seasons and that had 111 episodes. They've got that Origins comics with 80 pages over three issues. Origins? Got, It'll yeah. make it gay. 
that was what was supposed to be. It'll make you gay. It'll make you gay. Yeah, it it, it was supposed to be like what the, this movie was, but closer to Joss Whedon's original script is what Origins was. And then all the sequel bullshits with all the fucking uh, comic books and stuff like that. This movie makes you so fucking gay. Like, it's, <laughs> this movie does not. It's got everything. The show does, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, there was so much stuff around Buffy, and everybody keeps talking about it. And, like, I feel like this movie, at least with our peer group, or not this movie, excuse me, like, Buffy as a TV show, like, rivals, like, Twin Peaks and stuff like that. Like, you in popularity. It. Yes. Like the this actual oh, best show of all time. More popular. More popular so? it's, it's more popular, but not as influential. There's nothing as influential as Twin Peaks. It's the most <laughs> that's the most niche bullshit. Yes. Josh, as someone who also loves Twin Peaks. I'm just saying, like, it's everywhere, dude. There would be no lost without Twin Peaks. There would be nothing without Twin Peaks. Television show would be fucking all of them would be leave it to Beaver and Cop bullshit. I just heard fucking David Lynch come in your mouth. How did that feel? Yeah. It tastes like spider webs and cigarettes, <laughs> and coffee, monkey hair. Um, <laughs> from from him licking his monkey all day. Yes. Well, Josh, we can't play Ebert this weekend because Josh. Oh, we can play Ebert because Ebert hasn't watched this. How does Ebert feel about this, Josh? First of all, how could Roger Ebert not have watched this film? I don't know. Second of all, if there's one thing I know about Roger Ebert, it's that he likes movies that make him horny. So <laughs> he missed out. Um, I saw this film. My name's Roger Ebert. Um, you know, Joss Whedon doesn't like it, but I do. It made my dick hard. It's two and a half out of four stars. Me too, man. Me too. <laughs> I was so excited because I was like, we can't play Ebert, but we could play Ebert. Um, but we have taglines, and that's what I was excited to tell you about. Oh, Josh, great. you want to hear these taglines? Yeah, for, some, for sure. Some of them are lots of fun. We give them an up or down. This was fun last time. We okay, did. all right. Ups and downs, ups and downs. All right, you've got to rate them, Joe. Ready? Okay. Number one, pert, wholesome, way lethal. Down. I like that one. I don't like the word all pert. She doesn't like the word pert. I'll give it a thumbs down. Thumbs all right. Down. All right. Thumbs sad. down on that one. All right. Number two is sometimes it takes more than just good looks to kill. Oh, fuck. Down. Fuck that. Yeah. There's a, it always takes more than good looks to kill. Like a knife? <laughs> or steak. I think or it's, a steak. We got steaks. All right. That one's down also. Number three is she knows a sucker when she sees one. Oh, thumbs up. Sucker. I, like <laughs> I love calling somebody a sucker. <laughs> I like it too. All right. And the fourth one, homework, cheerleading practice, killing vampires. No one said high school would be easy. I think it's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah, it was kind of clunky. I don't really like that one. No, I don't care for it. I do like the sucker one. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> yeah that's a good one. That's the Dude, only one you, I like. Like Blade? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm calling out all the suckheads. <laughs> I heard that the Blade production is not going well on the new one, and that some motherfuckers always be trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> Mahershala Ali is difficult to work with? I didn't is know that this. Is that what you're telling me? No, I, I think that the Marvel Studios, you heard it here first, folks, might be a little hard to work with oh, shit. if you have an artistic vision. Oh, well, you know. And you're not Sam Raimi. I feel like they even had their fingers in Sam Raimi's. Oh, yeah, for sure. But he got the stuff he wanted, I think. 
Like, I bet he they didn't take anything off of his list of must-haves. I guess. I don't know. It's like, I must have blood. They're like, mm, well, no, that's not... How about shadows? Okay. <laughs> We're going to make him into spaghetti. <laughs> we can't make blood, so turn him into spaghetti. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, this was fun. I liked this one. I feel like... Uh, if if you weren't already uh, having me watch Buffy, this would make me interested in watching it. Good. You know, like independently. That's what a pilot's for, baby. Yeah, I yeah, feel like right? this is a good place to start if you want to dip your feet in Buffy if you haven't already. Um, I hope that the Renegades pilot is better than 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 the show. <laughs> Do you think you, that's possible? I don't know. It's got different actors in it. I don't know if it could be better. Um, if you know a TV show that has a better pilot as a movie than a TV show. Um, I don't think that exists. <laughs> Twin Peaks. No, no pilot TV show. I don't know. Pilot, pilot. Firewalk with me is kind of the pilot for the, the third season. But yeah, but that doesn't work <laughs> out, my guy. There's already two seasons. <laughs> It's a pilot for the third season. It's a pilot for the return. You can't pilot 25 years ahead. (laughs) Fuck that. Yeah, you can't do that. It's not right. Well, Mulholland Drive was a pilot for a TV show. Yeah, it was. So, boom, ABC. All right, yeah, right in if you know. Yeah, we're at SwayzePod at gmail.com. We're on all of the social medias at SwayzePod. I am on Letterboxd at Vincent Troya and Josh on Letterboxd at Josh with CY. Joe, would you like to tell the people where they could find you? Oh, no, I would like to not be perceived in a name regard. But, Josh, please uh, watch Roswell, New Mexico for bisexual aliens who love Third Eye Blind. What? Yes. (laughs) Moving on. No. <laughs> There's Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. There's Swayze.